Hey, what's up? How's it going? Tabs three. Hey, it's uh, OG Baby Voice here. Just kidding. It's tabs three. Tabs three, three, three. That's three sets of threes for tabs. <laughs> I can dig it. The golden number. All right, we got a whole show ahead of us. Yeah, I got a whole slew of tabs and a whole bunch of time. Same. So every episode we talk about, we've talked about music and uh, like favorite artists and stuff. Uh, I did want to ask you guys, what was uh, how was music finding for you when you guys were younger? Because I, for me, I vaguely remember like the earliest I can think of was like LimeWire, like find, finding like Soldier Boy songs. I Wasn't that like back. five years ago? <laughs> that was like, like MySpace yeah, era. I don't mean to date myself here, but I was a kid in 2013. <laughs> <or something like laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, um, I don't remember necessarily like looking for music at a super young age, but I do remember um, my my older siblings um, playing some music in the in the minivan that my brother used to drive. My older sister used to drive sometimes. And that was. Um, I didn't remember it as Capital Punishment. I just remember it as that one song that I really liked, uh, and it was um, Still Not a Player by Big Pun and Joe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then after that, I, there's probably, like, a huge gap. And then uh, fast forward to um, going to L.A. with my sister and my parents to uh, buying merchandise for the, the business that they have at the flea market. Not a plug, I promise. Um, <laughs> no, flea and, market and, plug uh, for real. Dude. I remember my Love sister, she wanted some CDs, and then I was like, well, I want a CD too, you know, and so I got the Eminem show. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh God. I don't, I don't think, I don't think I ever like listened to the whole thing, and I, I don't even go back and listen to it because it's just, yeah, yeah, I'm okay no, Eminem, about it. No, it just, no. I liked it because of like, um, I don't know, like I just, I liked the cover. The I cover liked, was dope. The, the cover yeah. was cool, and then I remember uh, Nickelodeon bad. did like a like a cover of that song. Uh, the um, yeah, on uh, all that. On all that, on it was called. That. It was used, called um, "Without shit, Me" instead dude. of "Without Me." Uh, holy shit! Okay. Holy shit! Yes, like I used to watch that. That was like one of my favorite ones from all that. That made me like Eminem for that brief period of time. Was all that? <laughs> and then it was yeah, all dude. about meat. Like they went to like the grocery store and they had like linguine and like ham and like just a I bunch of different so meat. And it was without meat. meat, yeah, classic. Yeah, man. This is the version without um, uh, Gatman and Robin, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was that's what I can remember. Like if I were to really go back, and then after that, it like like you were saying about LimeWire, um, you know, just downloading music and then trying to get into FrostWire, and then I think I realized that it didn't work, or maybe it was even like just a modded version of LimeWire where they actually did try to give you viruses. I don't know. Same, but. yeah, yeah. FrostWire, like I use, I had it after I found out that LimeWire was gone, and then that's when I just like went to okay i'm just gonna google whatever and put exactly it. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember once, i never got to torrents either. once i heard Frost i did get Wire, that's when it like stopped yeah because it wasn't like working or something Dude, for some reason that's why i love music streaming so much because it's like i at least i'm not it's not so illegal as opposed to like downloading yeah. like they're the artists should the artists deserve way more than what they're getting but i'm still not just getting it for free and then paying nothing I think I believe they deserve way more. Yeah, no, no base model Lamborghinis for them. You know, we want to give them the higher trims. We want to give them like the, yeah. the special editions, the one of threes. You know, they deserve that. So, like, look, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? That's exact. Shout out to them. They deserve more. My <laughs> my experiences with music go way back. Like I'm the some of the first CDs that I had, and some of the first things that I had. Like I had like mini clips. Had like I think it was like Christina Aguilera. I remember. I remember when I, those. When I was super small. Mini clips. My dad. Uh, 
his the, the ones that I like attribute my father with giving me were like Pink Floyd, Deep Purple, uh, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and then some Jimi Hendrix too. My mom gave me like Prince, James Brown, Santana, more Hendrix, way more Hendrix, and then all kinds of like the my love for like funk and stuff like that because I grew up listening to like Mega One Hundred, and that's how my mom still only like she had for a while there. Um, a loner car from Honda that was like a new model and that's what she she was like I can't find I don't know what it is I can't find the radio station it's like she only listens to one radio station the car has all those bells and whistles to put bluetooth in her phone and she just like make 100 <laughs> please so that's, just that please. yeah so that's how I am like I'm super into old music and stuff like that but even when I was trying to like we never we could never listen to like K-Win so when like R. Kelly and them were big I saw them because of like MTV2 the one oh, of the first yeah. CDs that I got on my own of like my own volition was um, Usher. One, I think it was like I mean, me and Walmart talked about this the other day. It was like Usher, the one with like Let It Burn. Oh yeah. And then like the Like Mike soundtrack. Oh nice. And then they oh. like for Christmas way before that Christmas like two thousand or two thousand one they got me like Santana CD, which was uh, Supernatural. Okay, nice. And then because you know I grew up. Meg 100 played Santana all the time. Black Magic Woman, you know, that's a, that's a classic. Shout out Peter Green. But, uh, yeah, and then the digital stuff came... Oh, I also, yeah, my friends, uh, we used to make fun of me because my mom, like, was real big into, like, the clean music. So I had the 50 Cents of Massacre from Tower Records, but it was, like, clean. Oh, shit. And, like, that was a real betrayal, yeah. Real, real <laughs> betrayal. And, and then, like, I had Mike Jones, the the, the back then, the, the first Mike Jones album. Oh, me too. It, it was it was parental advisory on there. My mom was like, "No, gave it to my neighbor Jamila." At least, uh, at least for Fifty Cent, though. Um, never mind, wrong album. But I was gonna say, if you did have this, any of the other albums, like the best line in Into Club is a uh, "Come give me a hug," and that doesn't even need an edit because that's exactly. just "Come give me a hug." Exactly. Like he was already conscious of like, "Oh, this is gonna be on the radio. Like this is gonna be a smash hit. I need to like keep this like real nice." Shout out to Britney Spears. I had a big crush on her when I was younger. Oh, same. I remember the 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 funny like funny videos and it was like the the oops I farted again. <laughs> then they had a they had a, a a part in that because it was animated and it was like Beano. I always thought that was like a made up thing, but I guess it's a real like pill you can take. For yeah, like, Beano before and there'll be no gas. God damn it, TV! Why do I know that? <laughs> and so yeah, um, I didn't really have a lot of CDs of my own other than that Eminem show for a very long time because I did download stuff from LimeWire and from you know. Frostwire, and then I, I started torrenting and stuff like that because of my older siblings. Um, and so I had music on, like, my PSP. I was super juiced when I had, like, a one-gig uh, Memory Stick Pro Duo um, on my PSP. So, yeah. And then after that, I think, like, really the first CD that I actually bought that I really wanted, and, I mean, I'm going to bring it way, not way back, way forward, is, like, Good Kid Mad City. Like, I already mm-hmm. had CDs because one time my mom went to the Delta Flea Market. Shout out to Delta. Shout out to the flea market. Shout yeah. out Delta and shout out to the parking lot where that, that all happened. Free plug, free plug. My mom got um, basically a whole CD case, oh, like the plug. ones that you have in your car, like the leather, like fake leather ones. With, like, the zipper. With, like, the idea. zipper, and then it has, like, a bunch of, like, pages. And uh-huh. it already had a bunch of, album, like, CDs in there. Some of them even had, like, the booklets, but, like, obviously no cases. And it had, I'm talking, like... Again, I'm bring it forward because we're not talking about any older music. It had like distant relatives, right? Nas and Damian Marley. Mm-hmm. It had Take Care. Like it had Bun B. Like it had a bunch of this stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's how I really like. I just basically I was handed a whole collection of music. Like it had a bunch of stuff, and then it had some stuff that I didn't listen to. It had some burnt CDs too, but a lot of them were like originals. They, they even had the booklets in some cases. They just didn't have a CD case, but. 
Yeah, but the first CD, Good Kid, Mad City, got into a car accident that stayed in there, wouldn't eject, so I don't have that CD anymore. Damn. That's hard. Yeah, the, the first ones I can remember, my dad always had, like, a big collection, but the first one that was mine uh, was 8701 that I was talking to Justin about the other day, and uh, and then I also stole, like, Nellyville from Oh, <laughs> nice. 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 Um, and I think that's why, in the beginning, that's uh, that's what really got me into just R&B and hip-hop. And then I had the PSP like you. I had the little Memory yeah, Stick Pro same. Duo. I had music videos on there. I found a website where you can just get, like, MP3s. Yeah. Like, you had to you had to have, like, the the kit that had, like, the cables for you to connect the PSP to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that. And I yeah, had the music I was, on there, too. I was set. The PSP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. We were talking about that before, like, the Usher one. But I, I, we were also saying how. Uh, oh, beforehand, that's why I, I, that was like my, my refresher to where I was going with that. Um, beforehand of this episode, we were talking about like, because um, Johnny just randomly started singing Ludacris's "Stand Up," and I was like, "Yeah, I love that song." And then I brought up how um, music then, for whatever reason, to me when they played it over and over on like the countdown for like Sucker Free or just like MTV in general, I never got annoyed by seeing Stand Up or any of that stuff till about like even like like back then. Back then was whatever, but still tipping stand up and all of them like i always was like yeah i don't i don't need to like not see less of that i i, I i'm happy with how frequently i'm seeing that but it's like for whatever reason that pretty much after that it's just like stuff just got so overbearingly overplayed that like now i'm like i listen i always listen to my music on repeat too that's one thing that i do i always if i like a song i pretty much listen to it until i know every part of it so then I can fully understand how the lyrics are going to go when I start the lyrics so that way I can sing it. But that's what I do is I listen to it like on repeat. All, my phone is always on some sort of repeat. It's never just like, oh, next song. It's like either the whole album's going to replay until I physically change it or the song is going to replay until I physically change it. To Pimp a Butterfly, m- most definitely the best way that you can repeat the album because Kendrick's trying to get his response from his uh, interviewee. I'm not going to say who it is because y'all should listen to the album. Um, but, of course, uh, us three in the room know who he's interviewing or no, talking I to. I don't. I, Shut up. I don't. I really don't. I, I don't even really remember even listening to Good Kid, Mad City. No, I no, listen no, to Pimp a Butterfly. No, I'm, but I'm saying I never. I listened to that briefly, like just a couple parts of it, never really listened to it, both of them. Not even joking. The way I, after um, high pa- Section 80 High Power, I just like kind of like was like, eh. You said one time that To Pimp a Butterfly was like a perfect album. It it was it from what I remember, but okay. as far as like listening to but it, was it well, like a repeat thing. Yeah. Well, well, okay. The very end of the album, I think it goes well with the beginning of the album. So like if you have it on repeat, that could easily be uh, the interviewee's uh, response, right? Because he's basically repeating his name because he's you know, he's waking up from a dream because it has to be a dream. It can't be a real interview, so um, or a real conversation. Uh, anyways, um, I was going to say something else, and I forgot. I just wanted to throw that in there because of what you just said. But yeah. um, Oh, uh, on the way here and on the way home from school, I was listening to Late Registration, and I was, like, repeating a few songs, but the one that I was trying to repeat a lot was Crack Music. Oh, yeah. Because I'm trying to get down the second verse. Like, that, one, sure. that one, seeing that one on, like, BET, too. Oh, my God. I love that one, dude. That one. And the way that Kanye knew just to, like, all right, I want the game, and I just want him for this. 
Yeah. I just want him for this. Kind of like how Childish Gambino said, all right, I want Chance on my album. I just want him for five words. All she needed was some. Yeah. So like, that's perfect. Yeah. But, but that, you know, not to get on a tangent because it was more about the lyrics and repeating that. But yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, don't lose points. Um, <laughs> but what I did want to say was, you know, that, that you know, just to kind of, as an extension to what I was saying is uh, that, yeah, that the, the way he just got the game to just do that part was just it was beautiful. It was, See, it was and then, great. And then going back to that with like the game, he wanted, like you said, he won him for just that part. My experience with the game prior to that was like my friends. Uh, I used to go to his his mom ran like a daycare, so I would go. And his dad took me to like school and picked me up a couple times in his like big old truck. And that's what he was listening to was like the game's first album. The documentary? Yeah. And it had that one song where it's that uh, smoking on a chronic, drinking old English. That, I think no, that was that was uh, the second album. Was that the second one? That was uh, that was um, Doctor's Advocate. Was that Doctor's yeah, Advocate? Yeah, Doctor's Advocate. Old English? That's the one that, it's Old English. It had, like, Wouldn't Get Far. Okay, yeah. It had uh, okay. Doctor's Advocate, which is a great Damn. song with Busta Rhymes. Right? Damn, dude, my memory. Uh, see, it's, that's all, what, it's all that's good, the man. Thing, it was a long time ago. That's the thing about, like, listening you to so much. Is people are always like, oh, you don't remember the lyrics to that? And I'm like, look, I listen to all kinds of shit over and over again. I can't keep everything. Like, I don't have enough RAM. My brain doesn't have enough fucking RAM to keep every lyric that I heard over the past year, if it stuck out to me and I remember it, then that's one thing. But if someone's like, oh, you, you said you listened to it. Like you just said right now, like, oh, you, you, or you remember me saying to Pippa Butterfly was, like, perfect. And then I'm like, yeah, but I don't remember any of the songs from it. And I, it was, it happened so long ago compared to everything that's happened since, you know, as oh, far yeah. as what I've no, explored. Absolutely. So, yeah. Episode three, dry snitching. I don't know as much as I claim to do. Just kidding. I never, <laughs> I never, I never claim to know anything. Just kidding. I do probably. No, my memory works the same way though. Like uh, spotty man, mine I'm, is mine is for sure. Yeah, super spotty. I think with like music though, I, I'll, I'll kind of remember like the melodies a lot. Like like I was I was telling you the other day, I was going back to like high school music that I was listening to. Yeah. And like, uh, I would I would catch myself like the lyrics would be spotty, but I just I had the melodies and like the tempo like down for everything. Right. No, no, I agree. And um a lot of lot of lot of ways that I associate what I listen to and, and really anything, but especially music or, 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 or maybe like a scene of a film is like how I felt, like the emotion or what I was feeling like. So like now I can't listen to like like for sure if I listen to donuts, like I I'm gonna tear up. Especially if I'm listening yeah. to like bye or like, you know, any anything like that song right there that that gets me to tear up for sure. Especially for, for many that reasons. One, uh, I can't stand that one. Oh, don't cry. Oh my cry. god, that one. That one more oh recently god. just really got me there. And I'm already kind of. I just singing that, <laughs> just singing that kind of like started me right there. Where I was like, oh, no, and man. then the beauty uh, of it too, like the way that the albums, the, the album, sorry, the song starts. It's like he just lets it play, and then I was I was watching a I think it was Vox like a video about um how he kind of went about his music and, and especially in this album because he was like practically on his practically on his deathbed and he basically played this recorded it as as such where he just let the song play out and then like the the rest of the song it was basically him going to work on the song making a beat out of it so it's like this is what i have to work with this is this clip of audio and then this is what i'm gonna do with it yeah, this is yeah. this is what i can make right you give me this box and i'm gonna fold the flaps and I might even, you know, eventually it might become origami, right? I'm yeah. not going to start off with a sheet of paper. I'm going to start off with this box and everything in it and then I'm going to make it into origami. You know? See, that's like completely different from the way I view it. 
I think of it all, I think of like most art as being like a collage, a collage of like ideas and like concepts, like everything that you looked at, everything that you have and everything that you could do becomes a collage of what it is. Oh, no, absolutely. But this album in particular, because he was, you know, he was, like I said, he was dying. He, yeah. he, he just grabbed a select few records and then he made the album. But like, I mean, if you look at like other stuff that he's made, stuff with like Slum Village or stuff, other stuff that he's produced, I mean, mm-hmm. of course the possibilities were endless, but he did make, you know, like you were saying, kind of made something out of it a little differently. You know what, speaking of Slum Village, going back to like our encounters and experiences with music, I remember hearing fucking when I was a young boy chilling in my daddy's nuts. Oh, man. I, oh my <laughs> God, dude. I always sing that one. When someone's like, oh, like, uh, when I, whenever I hear like a memory or someone says something like, oh, I remember when this, or I'm just thinking in my head, like that lyric yeah. is so fucking tight. All, Cause all, all he's, he's all I could hear was a, a rhyme and dope cuts or a dope rhyme and something cuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. Shout out by 10 and RIP. RIP Dilla and by 10, man. Oh yeah, that that donuts idea though, of just uh, he, how he just tore up that whole game of just uh, people making beats and DJs. Like yeah. I, I hella love how he really was doing that. Like he he just showed you what it was, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna show you how to do it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, within yeah. the song, like the the song is it's first and foremost, it's a song. It's a message. It's a documentary in a way, and and it's a tutorial, right? Not necessarily, but it's like. He wasn't, like, trying to make a tutorial out of it, but it, it, it inspired many and, and yeah, the yeah, masses yeah. to be, like, he's kind of giving us the, giving us the like clues the here. He's, like he's the giving blueprint. us the blueprint, like, this is what I have to work with. This is all I have to work with. Here's my this is Here's my paint. He, exactly. Here is, you know, ex- everything. Just here's what I can do with this, and this is what you're going to hear, and this is however it conveys to you, that's fine. And that's a very, like, Mad Lib approach, too, I think, because Mad Lib will make a whole beat conduct out of, like, Middle Eastern music, right? Yeah, I, mean, I auditorium, love those, I love dude, those too. Uh, also known as Movie Finale, because he, he auditorium, he got kind of two parts from two different songs that he had on his beat conduct. I think it's three, four. It's he uses that three, one four. that, uh, uh, it was on, like, Skate 2. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, something like that. Oh but yeah, it's just all cut from Middle Eastern stuff or or uh, whatever stuff he used from like. And and, and one of those wasn't even from like maybe you can find it as a song. I, I was limited to just looking it up like on Apple Music, but I mean it is on YouTube as a video though, as a movie scene, and he gets that, and that's the beginning of um, Auditorium. But then when he has it as movie finale, it's a different intro. So, because he doesn't, you know, what would the the actual main beat of auditorium the beginning part of it where it switches up is a, a, a movie uh, sorry a, a different like just a different beat from a different song but then when he makes auditorium for most stuff um for the ecstatic uh he has that movie part and it just did that's that's how i remember it i mean i'm always going to go back to be conducted all of them really but like just the way that i heard it from auditorium is just mind-blowing and then the fact that i heard it live yeah <laughs> magical it, it didn't have the beginning part of either one it was just it went straight to the beat because that's where most wanted it probably yeah going back to like uh dilla drums and stuff like that and dilla's like um sonic capabilities that's another reason why i want to hang out with Questlove and d'angelo oh dude d'angelo and dilla are the only two dudes on earth who do those drums dude and and d'angelo's explanation for it is he calls them drunk drums 
where it's unquantized, but it's just like whatever I'm feeling, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pound into the machine, and that's what it is, and that's why to me. And then again, growing up too, it once I because I didn't I wasn't always into D'Angelo like I was Dilla because as soon as I heard like um, some of those early stuff, but then also some of Dilla's early stuff, but then also. Far Side. One of my favorite Far Side songs is the She Said JD remix. That is yeah, yeah. that is like my favorite Far Side song it's, it's of all hella time. Fun, like, and then Slum Village and all that. And then like I said, once once I listened to Donuts and all that, I was like, Yeah, this is the best. And then um The Shining too. Oh the Shining. But that that was posthumous, right? I think it might have been. But uh, equals MC Squared. And then here yeah, growing oh, up yeah. here in Common too, so far to go. Oh, like, I, like I said last episode, I was listening to Junie. Junie's got the Junie's got the original tightrope. You have come so far. You've got so far to go. That's Junie Morrison. People. That's tight. So it all it all ties in. But like I said with with D'Angelo, I didn't realize that there was only two dudes who were the originators of that style. And D'Angelo doesn't even make stuff like that anymore. That was all his style for like Voodoo and uh, Brown Sugar, and like now and now for like. Um, D'Angelo and the Vanguard, the Vanguard Black yeah. Messiah, like he, I don't, I can't even remember. I li- I've listened to that so many times in the last like couple of months, but I can't remember if he does it in there. But I know for sure I want to hang out with Questlove and D'Angelo once again. Speaking, of, we look last episode we talked about Pop Tarts, okay, and we were talking about how Vanilla Milkshake Vanilla and all milkshake, that. Yeah. And guess what happened? They're fucking back. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> the the, the, the baby spoke that into existence the and baby it happened. Ape Camo Pop Tart one that we were talking about the Popstas. That's gonna that's happen. That's gonna happen now. I'm not yeah. even joking. Like like it's sick, dude. It's sick how real this shit is. And like I said, <laughs> I'm gonna be now for sure. I'm gonna be friends with Questlove and D'Angelo. That's that was strike one right there with the Pop Tarts. Yeah, man, we gotta get the bigger the better. Gotta, yeah, we gotta keep. I want to hang out with D'Angelo and Questlove. And so I think bad. I think the the mojo there. I say that that we have for that is that we continue this podcast. I mean, if we stop this out of nowhere. The, that the luck bl- is gone. The blessings are out. Yeah, yeah. the blessings are out. We, we're not going to have any of that stuff. You yeah, know, we, we want to keep that stuff going. For whatever reason, we get to channel some kind of like magic in here that I don't necessarily know I'm able to channel elsewhere. Maybe, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I probably, I probably can't. But I like to think that people bring out a lot of crazy things in me that are like positive. You know. Oh, and uh, also shout out to you, the listener, because mm-hmm. you're growing. The, the amount of listeners we have are growing, which is which is just great. Um, you know, not to get too technical, but on the like kind of analytics, like, analytics and yeah. all that. Um, we noticed that the average listen time is now like into the forties, right? Yeah, it's a lot 40s. higher. Yeah, it was we're like, giving you seeds, we're, and yeah. we're giving you the water. We want you to grow we with us. But each and every one of you is an individual, so each and every one of you is a different type of soil. So yeah, we wanna we wanna like give <laughs> we wanna give you know faces and humanity to our our audience not just dehumanize them like oh you're just a fan you know what i'm saying not even that we're on a level like that but i don't ever want to get to that where i i can't put a face and a humanity to someone who is around me or consumes what i might produce you know what i'm saying because that's terrible um a really short and and, uh, watered down definition of namaste is like i i see the spirituality in you but to stray away from that and kind of you know plug in a different word is uh, I see the energy in you and you as a listener. Um, you know we hope that this does something for you, just like it's doing something for us. Whether nobody listens to it or everybody does, 
it's definitely doing something for us. But it is good to know that we we do have listeners, and so we really appreciate that. Yeah, it's encouraging. Yeah. It's really nice to know that too. And then like my idea for this is like this is therapy for me. This is like being able to talk and speak openly about like the things that I care about and how I live as a person. That's therapy. So if you if you listen to this and like you get to hear me be super honest and open about that and it inspires you to do something or even if it doesn't if you just like hear this and you're listening to me i appreciate that because you know there's been a time where people don't listen to me and then i feel like bad and i don't ever want any i don't ever want to you know make someone feel like that i always want people to understand that they're heard so by listening to this podcast you're hearing me i want to hear you we want we want your feedback. We want all that. We appreciate you. And then, like Johnny said, we see the energy in you, and we want it to thrive, just like people allow people and ourselves allow our energy to thrive. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize I was sitting with two poets in the studio. <laughs> I'm I'm just, I'm just not too big on sharing. That's all. Like I said, this is therapy for me, and I'm learning how to share. No, yeah, it, it is for me because. Um, like you said, like being able to just share like your thoughts, like that's kind of a rare thing for me. And like, I really, really appreciate this. Like just the conversations yeah. we have. Like I'm not some big important person, but if any, anytime someone compliments me or asks me or says that says they like how I did something like, like literally yesterday, one was like, Oh, I like these of the like blue stuff that I put up on my Instagram story where they're just pictures of like the sky and trees or whatever and i just used a, a weird filter that i have the minute he asked or he was like oh i like this i was like just ready to explain because i was like oh you like it here's how i did it like i don't want i don't know why i just i love when when people are willing to compliment me and then also give me a chance to tell them because it's like it's not a secret what i did and i don't want anyone to think anything is a secret no dude those pictures like they're 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 dope like i i looked at them and i was like you know what I thought in my mind, actually? You know how like, some when people are, like, barely getting into Photoshop, they'll they'll make their image, like, black and white right away, and then they'll paint in some color, like, if they have, like, a red hat, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, it'll just be one thing. And it'll be one thing, and then I it looks that. bad, and it I looks horrible. That. Well, yours, it reminded me of a black and white image that wasn't actually black and white, but then it had, like, this really defined blue. Yeah. So, like, the the... the there wasn't a lack of anything. It was it was it was rich, even though there was it wasn't super vibrant and colorful in every aspect. Like the blue was just it, it looked like I was, it it felt like I was looking at like I said, kind of like a like a pseudo black and white image, when then it's just like this heavy hitting blue, like it just hits you in the face, and it was yeah. just I I like, I liked and like it. we were saying, I like using like we were we were having this conversation. Me and Johnny were having me actually all three of us were having this conversation before. We were talking about like the. The because I use these things that are like film, represent like, like emulators, emulators, yeah, and that's what Johnny had used too. So we were we were both like fresh on the topic of like you, how we use them and what ways we use them to to utilize what they are and give the photo its quality that it that we want. And you know, like I was saying, I because of, I was using that filter, I have it in my tab that we're gonna get to on the process of Technicolor film and learning how. They do it. So I like have the thing where it shows the Technicolor strip process where it's like it has the three colors and this is why it looks the way it does. And that's like one of the older color film technologies. Technicolor, like Wizard of Oz. They used the, 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 the it in thing, 1920s. The thing about those pictures, though, um, what really impressed me was like your consistency. Like I really think you have 
like such a good eye because uh i mean everyone can get kind of lucky with a good picture and stuff but like i was looking at all of them and i was like i was like okay is there gonna be a bad one like no that's why that's why no, i'm the last all, one see, that's the funny part is they're all bad to me but then I, that's because I'm trying to push. <laughs> myself. Good, I'm man. trying to put. I'm trying to push myself. Because then I look at Johnny and the way Johnny captures those moments where, like, he captured the one of Kano, and I was just like, "Damn, dude!" Like, well, okay, this that's is such the a thing, candid man. and personal. Like, he's like Kano's like I, I, focused in that, and I'm always just like, "Look, yeah. I I take pictures of like trees and stuff." Like, like no, 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 not, this not is putting the thing, it down. Though. But this it's is like, the thing, man. Like, you're a color theorist and you're a color master. I no, not am, at all. Or, or you're getting uh, that's that's path you're taking, maybe, maybe willingly or not. But you're gonna, you know, if if there's any room for improvement, you're gonna go that lane and you're gonna you're gonna improve um i i'm more of like an anthropologist i'm more yeah of a, i see that because jo- like john the, the way but i can't the sit moments, in an anthropology class the moments that johnny <laughs> captures are so like study of human so like oh, yeah. okay like here here's this person just in this moment right there and johnny somehow manages to figure out what they were thinking and display it through the photo and it, sometimes like Johnny's I, photos are loud to me. Like I'm like, oh, I know what that person's thinking, thinking while they're doing feeling, that. Doing, yeah. Like so, loud, sometimes man. when I'm like, when I'm like, you know, observing people or just you know people watching it. Like a, like a lot, I have a lot of time at school, and so I'll, I'll sit down and I'll kind of just like look around, and um, you know, to to kind of make it a little bit comedic. And like I said, this is all in my mind. But like, you know, like uh, in like National Geographic, you'll have like this this like British dude, and he's like the the. Zimbabwean uh, dingo or whatever, right? I'll be like, the North American photographer or the North American guitar player. And I'll just, like, think that in my mind. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a picture of them with their, like, whatever guitar they have uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm speaking about that because those are pictures that, like, I'll I'll take, like, a thousand of them and I'll show, like, three. So, yeah. good luck, guys. That's what I'm That's what I'm trying to, like, get <laughs> myself to do is, like, I'm, I don't want to take as... I don't want to take... I'm trying to limit how many photos I take so I can take, like less than 20 but they're all just like oh no yeah for sure no and and i don't i don't necessarily mean like actually a thousand because i probably like if i'm taking pictures for something for people i'll take multiples of the same exact thing so realistically it'll maybe be like a hundred different pictures different situations and then i'll be lucky if i even want to share three of them but there'll be different things like yeah i'll take a thousand of them like like the other day i took pictures for my uh friend's newborn and we took a lot of pictures because the baby you know is not even a week old was like moving a lot so i took a bunch of them just like in a high high rate of uh shutter uh, whatever shooting really fast but like maybe out of those a thousand a hundred of them will be different situations scenarios people subjects yeah uh, thought processes and then i'll just share three of them so i I definitely see myself having like a like a vault of music, like prints. Oh yeah, ten thousand plus pictures. Yeah, no, that's good. Plus, and then you know, just because you ha- like the the thing is to share now doesn't mean you have to. Right. And then like me, like the way I critique the fact that I actually do share, it's just because I'm like, well, then if I don't share, no one will know what I do, and then I won't be able to talk to anyone about anything that I like. <laughs> so that's <laughs> so that's why. You know, yeah, it's, it's a like little too late like for secret. me to be like yeah. Vivian Meyer. Uh, it's a little too late because I already share some of my stuff and she shared right. like nothing like and uh, to expand on what I had said I think it was last last time we were together yeah. um, for this podcast um, somebody bought it but it wasn't even as simple as that it was like it was like a somebody bought her basically her property through an auction and it was just a bunch of rolls of film and he started like developing them or, or if they were already developed they were like contact sheets and he just started like posting them online with like his like copyright and everything and then you know 
So yeah, she didn't share it like at all, at all. Like, and there was this picture that really stands out to me from her, and it's this is an old dude at a newsstand. Dude, that picture. I I try to take a picture kind of like that of a of a produce stand in Seattle. I remember them. And um, oh yeah, man. Little, the first like time super, I took it though, super lush black and white. I remember yeah, that. the first time I took it though, the first time I posted on Instagram was before uh, they they did like the did away with the only square, the one on one ratio. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, and I did post it in color because it was there was a lot of color in that too because it's a beautiful produce, right? All these different types of fruits and vegetables. Right. But then I reposted it and I was actually looking back at my my feed, um, uh, my, the stuff that I've posted, and uh, I remember reposting it on the new format where it's like, what, 3-4 or something, or whatever the format is for Instagram now, where you can actually have landscape and portrait-style images. Yeah. And I did it in, like, a super contrasty black and white because, like, you know what really stood out to me was, like, I think there was, like, squash in there, and, I mean, it has, like, you know, it's, like, light, and then it's dark, like oh, yeah. a, like a yeah, light, like a light yellow, shadow. and then, like, that green. And the green. Yeah. And it's not even that dark. It's it's really, like, a lighter green, but, like, it's still a contrast because the yellow is so light. It's practically white almost. And so um, I remember doing that, and I don't I just try to, like, kind of, with this image that I've already taken, that I've already published, that I've already shared in color, and I was like, let me try to emulate that. And it's it it, it does enough for me, so I'm happy with that, but... Like it makes me still want to do more, and and yeah. Vivian Meyer, that picture, the newsstand. Oh my, that's. Uh, by the way, I think I mentioned that she was like in Chicago, New York. It was in Chicago. She she I think she was in New York for a little bit, but it was like she was a nanny in Chicago, I believe. So, just mm-hmm. wanted to. That, put, that's put that's one cool on thing that. about sharing though is like. Y- even your things, like the stuff that you share, someone can look at your pictures the way you looked at her picture of the newsstand. Guy. That's true. Yeah. And then it just inspires more pictures yeah. and like perpetual the, the cycle. thing that, that that someone pointed out to me that I have always just been like, like I've scoffed at it. Like it's not so, the teacher here in like 2013 accused me of being a perfectionist. And I was just like, are you are you serious? I'm the laziest person ever. Nothing I do is perfect <laughs> and I don't have any like and she was like, no, you are. And I was like, I don't see it. But I think I definitely see it now. Like I've kind of like come into that. Where like like she, like Johnny said, she never shared, Vivian Meyer never shared any of her work till after, and it wasn't even her. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't even her. So like me, I'm like, uh, I've tried so hard to share because I want the conversation there, and I want people to to talk to me about this stuff, or it it have or have opportunities because of it. But then I'm also like, it's not good enough, and the way I the way I do that is because I know like. It's just not what I would, it's not what I would, would want to look at necessarily. It's just what I have produced. But I know if I don't keep doing it, I'll never be able to produce the work that I actually like or actually want to produce. Stuff that's like really like challenging to the, to the brain. Stuff that's really, really like hard to understand what it is that it gives, it gives that artistic aspect where it's like, you don't know what it is. It just makes you feel something. That's kind of what I've tried to, like, my hardest to do. The stuff in the meantime is just, like, experiments with color and, like, shadow and light. That's why I switched to all black and white for a while there was because I was trying to learn how to use light. The way I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to learn how to use color. So it's all just, like, me trying to better myself and my ability to produce stuff to get to that level where it's, like, I'm, I can make what I want to see in the world. So it's not even that you just don't like it like you don't want to like it either i don't i I don't think there's anything good about it no but what i'm saying is like 
you don't do you want to get to a space ever where you do like your work sure but then uh, will i will i ever really like it probably not because i'll always be thinking oh i could have did that better yeah but then like i said i want it to be so abstract and and not easily understood that it just it just invokes a feeling like like art i just wanted to i just wanted to invoke a feeling i don't want you to say that's a person i think they're attractive or they have this facial quality i want you to just feel something when you see it so same with like jackson pollock you don't understand the stuff that pollock does you don't understand you just it just makes you you look at it and you just notice things and you just start to like feel things about it that's it so would you say that would you say that like like you were saying, sure about you know wanting to get to a point where you do like your stuff. Would would, would you say that maybe it's like a necessary evil that you don't ever yeah, like your stuff? Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to because I feel like if you do, I feel like the best things that people do do they don't like it, and then like the worst things that are out there, the people who made it, like oh yeah, this is dope. Yeah, know? see, and I was gonna ask you guys too, like what do you think too about your stuff? Because my thing is like I think it, I think it is not good. Cause it's not necessarily what I want to, but it's also, it's just, um, damn, I drew a blank right there. It's just that I, no, nah, man, all my stuff, it's tight as fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, um, it's perfect. It's perfect. Like I just, I literally, I, I don't have a writer's block. It's more of like, I have like a, like a achievement block. Like there's, uh, I prestiged, <laughs> what, what, what are we up to now? 15 times or 10 times. So it's, you know, there's, there's no going up anymore for me. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I feel the exact same way that you I do. think the thing about the necessary evil thing that, that wants it too, is like, also I can't be so, I can't be so harsh that, um, oh yeah, John, Johnny said that. Sorry. <laughs> Juan, Johnny, sorry. Well, he's one too though. So yeah, yeah, Juan too. also one. Johnny he's... said the necessary evil thing. Anyway, uh, it's like I can't, I can't not do this because I need to keep going. But it's like, sure, I'm not, I'm not doing the stuff that I want to be doing. I'm not taking the photos that I think I could be taking, or even the stuff that I would say, oh, I want to hang that in my house. Like for the longest time, I had no, no desire to print stuff or do anything that could be seen on a scale larger than just a small. Like Instagram's perfect for me because it's so small, and people don't look at it. That's why it's perfect for me. Because I don't have to worry about people looking at it and and this and that and it affecting anything. But I can just have that space to just do whatever I want with it. And yeah. I but even then I don't always experiment as much as I like. Or you can you can take a different avenue. Like you know, like me, I I was looking at Bill Brown's pictures again. Yeah. And like I almost like I was emailing him about work purposes, and I almost wanted to like kind of break character and be like. Hey, by the way, I follow you on Instagram. Your work is super dope. I got it's one of my friends to. super dope, dude. I, want, I got one of my friends to follow you and maybe even some of my listeners now. And, like, by the way, I'm going to buy a flash because I really want to like that. Like, the stuff that I used to do when I was shooting Canon and I had a flash. And, like, now that I have a different camera, and not to get too technical, but now that I have a different camera, I don't have a flash that goes with it. And the camera that I do use doesn't even have a flash built in. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. It just has the it's just, EDF. Yeah. Exactly. So just the just a viewfinder up top, no no flash, and but you can throw a flash on top of it. So I went on eBay and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a flash, really nice one too, for like half the price. I got really lucky, um, and um, so I'm gonna start doing that because I think to this day some of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken were with my Canon Rebel T2i with a kit lens, 18 to 55. <laughs> yeah, the go to with a flash of dare I say it. JMC, Jordan Moyancano. We went mm-hmm. downtown. 
I got the man. They were just such sick pictures, and I honestly don't remember if one of my one of my um, favorite kind of like candids, not even candids, but kind of just like shots that I randomly took of Kano. He was jumping down from like this platform, and he was at the Newberry sign, I think, and or something like that. And I don't remember if it was that same day. I don't remember if I took that one with my phone. I just know that there wasn't any flash. If it was a flash, like a dead giveaway, it was it was uh, the setup that I previously previously mentioned. But I think it was that same time. And it was, like, it was so sick. Like, it is such a sick picture. It might have been a different photo shoot with a different lens but with the same camera. I'm thinking it might have been, like, my 50, but I, I don't remember. And it, I want to get back to them flash days. It, it feels cheap because it's like you're using this flash, but now I, I understand the contrast. I understand, especially if it's black and white, like, I understand what works. Like, you oh, don't want yeah. it to be super blown out. I kind of want to take, like, a point-and-shoot approach. Exactly, exactly. With the flash and with, it. but but I st- I still love getting a picture nice and sharp. And with point and shoots, you can't always do that. Whether yeah. it's digital, uh, digital it, it does autofocus, but like with film the cameras, it doesn't autofocus. And some of them do, but it, it's very limited. And so I, I kind of want to blend that feeling that I had and the the equipment that I had with how I see myself still take like a little bit of my flavor to it. So I still want that really sharp image. So I, I do want a point and shoot camera. Um, the film one, uh, just because I I want to, I also want to have those times and those th- those situations where I don't want to think. I just want something that I like good glass, reliable camera can take a beating, whatever. Something that I can just yeah. carry with me, a uh, little bandolier of, of film uh, around my around, around my chest there, uh, with a bunch of different rolls. You know, I'll have some thirty two hundreds. I'll have a bunch of four hundreds as standard. Maybe I'll have some one hundred daylights, and then. Um, but then ultimately, not ultimately, sorry, but I also want the whole, like, I want to be able to focus my lens. I want to be able to zoom if I want to a little bit. But I want that fat flash. That's why I got a flash that's, like, the highest Sony one. Um, and it has, like, the the basically the furthest range for, for flashing. So I can do stuff far away, and, and hopefully it'll still work. So I'm, I'm super psyched. I'm picking, I'm getting it from eBay today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Shout out JMC shout also. Shout out JMC. I know exactly what you're talking about with like the point and shoot things. That's exactly the only thing that I I find not to be perfect about my iPhone for me is that the sensor is just small. I'm just limited by how small the sensor is. It just need I need I I have that absolute thing. I want all my modern, you know, current day technology to give me the same results as something that could have been done cent or like a century ago. Like I said, like that's why I use Technicolor too. It's been, it's like nineteen. I was looking it up. Nineteen twenty two. That that same process, that same color, that same thing of Wizard of Oz, whatever other movies that they use, I just remember that one right off the bat. But that's like the same principle as I wanted to produce that quality of stuff. I have my like we were talking about it before. We have our like standard. We have our like our. It needs to be this. Johnny Johnny put it as a control. We have our control, and that's what I want. I want something that I can take it with me wherever I go and I have to think about it, but it always gives me the results that I have or that I want so I can either experiment or, or, you know, have something, te- you know, physically right. for me like, to see. You want your results to be different. That's the, that's the point here. You, you want the possibilities to be endless, but you also want a canvas to start on, you know. Not, exactly. Somebody doesn't use, like, a giant piece of bark, you know, all the time. Like, usually they use a white canvas. And so it's great to use a, a giant piece of bark, but then the colors don't really look the way that they might, you know. So yeah. using that, that 16 by 24 or, or whatever 
whatever size uh, canvas you're using and then starting from there and even like you were saying about Bob Ross like using those same colors in the palette and, and then mix mixing them up yep but you do want that one control in the beginning, it's you know, because you can't really have a control at the end. It's um, the same yellow ochre. Yeah, if you have a control ochre. at the end, it's like letting your grass grow however and then just cutting it to the same length and, like, you know. So, like, what you want to do is you want to start it the same and then yeah. let it change as it goes. Because the thing about digital now, there's just too many options. That's the thing about that I, I think I've said that before in the last one. There's just too many options. I'm just trying to limit what I have so I can have one singular path with it, but also have the room to explore if I want. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of like that too, where I, I'm kind of unattracted to all those options. And yeah. I think that's why I, I have the point and shoot and I've shot with that because I'm just lazy. I'm looking yeah. at you, Canon, Sony, and, and Nikon, and other brands with intelligent <laughs> auto. If I want to use auto, just let me use auto, but the, I usually don't because, you know, whatever. But like intelligent auto where like the AI or the quote-unquote AI within it detects whether it's a portrait or whether it's motion i don't want that leave me alone yeah let us i'm gonna we, i'm gonna we, we decide i'm gonna paint over that option if it's on the dial if it's not on the dial then i can't paint over it obviously if it's internal but i, I don't i don't want it please no more yeah I, I mean the camera that i got isn't a consumer camera M maybe it's a prosumer when it comes to cinema right because of the price point it's not a fifty thousand dollar camera it's not even a five thousand dollar camera <laughs> yeah. but as far as like the body and, and what it does, it's not a consumer camera, so please don't put on put that on there. Put it on put it on a point and shoot. Put it on a high end point and shoot with a lot of zoom and little bells and whistles, but don't put it on that one, please. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Sony and Icon and Canon, but yeah. See and that ties into like that that denying of all these options where I'm just like I have them all but I don't need them. Give me something where I can have the singular thought to go down one path. That reminds me of a pair of vans. Double taps. Double Taps Vans. It says on the the actual Vans wave on the side of the shoe. It's like an old school or a. You talk about the jazz stripe. Yeah, it has us. It has a bunch of words that say there's so many paths to choose from. Choose one and go down it or something like that. And that has always like stuck with me. So many paths to choose from. Choose from. Pick one and stick with it or something like that. And that's always stuck with me because I've always had that trouble where like, I can't choose a singular path. There's so many options. But then it's like I I look at um. People who, de who like, um, devote their life to, like, a whole discipline. It's really to be able to just do one thing and then either master it or, or get to the level of mastery or whatever. That's crazy to me. But it's like, again, that's what life is, is just picking a bunch of stuff that you like for whatever and then doing them for a consistent amount of time each time. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to look at a lot of things and... and, and try to do a lot of things and you realize the one thing that you want you know it's kind of like taking college classes like yeah discovering uh, yourself right yeah, yeah good friend of mine izzy she's you know she's doing music she's shout designing out stuff shout out izzy shout out to izzy obieta she's her the pictures that she posted recently i don't know if they were on instagram i just saw them on twitter and i feel like twitter has a better compression with their images because they're not meant to host images like that isn't their end game so i feel like because I don't have that that heavy load of bandwidth, I feel like mm. Twitter's images do look better. I, I again, it could, placebo, it could just be in my head, but her pictures were so dope. With the, you didn't know, talk about. I can't even say it because oh, I'm. Oh. Were the last ones like that she with did? The, the last ones with yeah. the shadows, and, and like then she kind of she kind of superimposed like like a flatter kind of like less saturated. Oh my god, those are so. And then it was, yeah. she got. I feel like she, the way that she she edited the colors and everything, like the the. 
the melanin-rich skin that, that that the subjects had were just yeah. executed so perfectly. Like, because yeah, sometimes it's hard to shoot subject. pictures of you know of of people of different skin colors, and she such a beautiful job. So she shout out Izzy. Yeah. Um, I hope you're listening to this podcast, or I hope you listen to it because. Yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, shout no, out to yeah, you. She's always doing shit, and it's but like... Sabados, she's she's doing that music stuff too, and yeah. it's good. Um, I've listened to to the EP. She has something else coming out. Jordan also has something else coming out too. He showed oh, me the yeah, track, yeah, yeah, or he I tweeted the, the track, track list. list. Yeah, I don't even know if it's completed or not. I tweeted at him, and I was like, you know what? Like, show me the audio when you're ready. Like, play it for me or send it to me when you're ready. And he was like, we'll do. And so that that was a conversation we had, but yeah, shout out shout out to the creatives, the the real creatives in, in Stockton. I don't want to uh, that sounded a little snobby. Like shout out to the real creatives, but like <laughs> yeah, so the ones that we were really there, Johnny. Huh? real gatekeeping there. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm real. <laughs> oh, you're not a, you're not a real '90s kid if you never played Donkey Kong, or Yellow Cartridge, right? <laughs> never played Yellow uh, Pokemon Yellow Edition or what was it called? Just... I never played any of the fucking Pokemon's, man. Fuck them. I did, but I never knew how to play them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them, dude. <laughs> I played them, but I. Never never beat them when I was little. I didn't really know how to play that much. Um, never really knew how to use the cards either, but uh, tangent number 17 probably. Same. Um. No, I mean, fuck it. We're losing points all day. <laughs> all right. On that note, I think we should start tabs. Tabs? All right. Who's tabs, going first? Tabs, Rochambeau, tabs. Are we Rochambeau in for first? We're doing a three-way Rochambeau. To? All right. No, ready? I know. I, uh, we're really going to do this? Yes. Come on. Let's I do don't it. want... No. Okay. No. Okay. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are you forfeiting? Because okay, he's, he, he's looking at me, and he's, like, ready to, like, really go for it. And I'm not, oh, shit, I just ready to something. All right. Three-way? <laughs> Three-way. Go. go. Row, oh. I beat you both. Okay. All right, so <laughs> Damn, I'm starting. Dude, I, I, even, you know, <laughs> I didn't even move my hand. All right, so um, French Bulldog versus Boston Terrier. Those are two different dogs. Next tab. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 minimal. I like it. I agree. All right, uh, Uniqlo. Yes. This is a from, so we we did have a we had a little bit of a hiatus because we we had spring break and you know we're using the equipment at Delta here. Shout out shout to Delta, Delta again. Shout, shout out to Delta Broger. RTV Broger, Broger Jordan Cost. Shout out to y'all. RTV. RTV man. Well, anyways, um, Uniqlo had a they pay homage to world renowned ramen shops with new UT camp capsule. Um, Oh, the soup. Like, the soup, the, the ramen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been really on my ramen shit lately, man. Like, I had some ramen yesterday <laughs> well, in SF. It wasn't shit. great. I still really like Tokyo ramen from over here. Uh, I know that Justin isn't too fond of it because they took over Daewong's, but they do have Chinese takeout now. It's called um, uh, Great Wall Chinese Takeout. Um, hey, look, man. All I'm saying is bring Daewong's back. They have another one. You know, the, the, the movement here is not save Swenson. It's bring back... Dave Wong's Deli next to Blockbuster. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. But the shirts are dope. I want to get one. It might be too late. I don't know when they're coming out. Um, actually, I do know, but it went away. But anyways. Um, well, if you know, then you'd say it. But. Oh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> no, the, no, it's available. It's available. I just wasn't sure if they were still available. No, yeah, I think it just dropped. See, yeah. then you tweeted that. You're like, oh, it's not better than, than Tokyo Ramen. And then I was just thinking to myself, like, yeah, Japanese ramen is obviously better and then, but then I realized that it was called Tokyo ramen day one so I was like <laughs> if, yeah if obviously <laughs> if you're really on your ramen shit though Trey Bien the uh, European uh, clothing store they, they're actually selling like a really cool like ramen like key ring and the, the cool thing about it too is like there's there's a bunch of different ones I need that please my ramen there, there's shit, a bunch of different ones hired. and uh, if you order one you just get a random one and they're all they're all pretty cool like they all look like Pretty real, nah, too. dude. I I need, dude. They're fifteen dollars. I'm gonna get the one that's like a, um, like a, 
I don't know what color. It, it literally, it says off white. I'm not trying to plug them, but <laughs> literally, it says off white. They still have it in large. I think I'm going to order it right now. It? Yeah, I'm going to order it right now. Does um, it have off white in quotations? No, it doesn't. Okay. It just has like Japanese lettering going down, and then in the back it says a foodie, fine ramen, and then it has like this like light blue bowl with ramen with the with the you know the boiled egg cut in half. Oh my god! I'm gonna go get some ramen after this. I w- <laughs> I had enough time before coming here to like get something from the drive-through real quick and still make it on time. I ended up taking a while because I was signing some petition stuff. But anyways, um, I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go get some ramen afterwards. I'm gonna like sit down and then have some ramen. You guys are definitely invited if you'd like. Hey, side note here. Um, for all those students here at Delta College, if you're listening and they ask you to sign those petitions, please make sure you read them because oh, yeah. they will sneak in the ones that try to say that we need to split California into, into, three, into states. three states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the Bay Area, sure North Cal, or the Central Valley, and then and then SoCal. So. I know the the first ones are always like the nice tame ones, and then it's like the oh, sixth you, one. Oh, you always get you always get the the, the you know. I mean, if they're getting a quarter a piece, why make a quarter off of you when they can make two dollars, right? If they have eight different petitions yeah. for you to Dollar sign, so. Nickel. Yeah, exactly. So, and and so, um, so that was my other tab, um, and I, you know, I'm gonna order the shirt now. But um, <laughs> he like he like clicked order right now. Do you want me, you want me no. to talk about my tabs while you order? No, 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 no. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Boogie Reason. nights. I need to watch that. Everybody should, I think, watch that because uh, uh, based on recommendations. Roller that I've gotten. girl, man. Need roller girl. Wahlberg, Julianne Moore. Yeah, all that. Yeah, roller girl. Heather Graham. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Burt Reynolds is up in this one too. He's dope. He's cool. Um. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, remember Justin? Like years ago, we talked about yep. the last white no, rhino. Um, I was looking what for was that, that photo. brand. It was OAMC Overall Master Clock. I was trying to find that when I saw that rhino pass away because that photo is beautiful of the soldiers guarding it and, with and the, the, the one... green um, UN FALs. Yeah, those oh, are yeah. Be- those are beautiful rifles. Yeah, um, no, and the green, great. and then just the drab green. Plus, they call that rifle like the right arm of the free world, basically. Oh yeah, so, the FAL, which is which is or just is it the AK forty seven. One of them is called something, but it's no, like not, the, I don't think it's the AK. Okay, never mind. Then. No, that that's a that's a, that right there is a WMD. Yeah, basically, yeah. Basically, super, I mean, uh, super. If you ever look at Lord too. of War, that is the yeah. real WMD. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the AK forty seven. Not not um. Not a biological warfare, not um, not not nukes. It's it's the AK forty seven. It is definitely a WMD. At least yeah. the way that uh, America portrays it. Because uh, again, it, you know, it well, might stand for freedom America, elsewhere. America is just super up its ass about its fucking ARs and M's and shit like that. Yeah, not understanding that that was like the 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 arm of the revolution. And so I, I did have to go kind of far to find the this image because the one that was kind of like in all the headlines for the for the last white rhino who died um, recently was um, was a different one the one than the one that I either liked or the one that I had originally seen and I like the one where he's holding the rifle right at the like right above right right in front of the magazine um, and then he he kind of has his uh, right arm. Under the rhino, yeah. under the rhino, like kind of like his chest, and so. it's heartbreaking. It, honestly, those images are beautiful, but it's heartbreaking the circumstances that led to that because it's like ivory poaching had to be so bad they had to arm themselves and guard an animal. And then he was really sick for a while, so they they euthanize him. It's not like he just dropped dead. And like it was just, and it, that's a hard decision to make. I think I, I feel because it's like here we have the last rhino, the last male white rhino. And he's not quite dead yet, 
but he's so sick that he can't, you know, reproduce naturally. And plus, they're super hard to reproduce in a yeah. in in a captivity, not captivity, but like even you know, just they they do it on their own, whatever. But like he was just so they, they were like, this is a, a rhino that can still live a couple of months, but he's in so much pain. We're gonna have to like decide if we're gonna euthanize him. Yeah. Or if we're going to euthanize him it's now or later. like, keep him alive for the sake of the species, maybe, or put him out of his fucking misery, because he shouldn't have to deal with this shit anyway. Yeah. You know? Because at the end of the day, their their destiny was determined a long time ago. It's not like we can, you know? So, it, it's really yeah. sad. And if anything, yeah. keeping him there is, like, prolonging his life. So he's, like, being sick for longer, because they're taking oh, yeah. care of him, you know? Yeah, if you uh, if you're like an ivory poacher or like those big game hunters out there, uh, fuck yeah, you, go fuck yourself, dude. Go go fucking die. Yeah, sorry, don't. I was mean. Eat shit and die, please. If you're one of those and you're subscribed, please unsubscribe. Yeah, don't yeah please unsubscribe. You we to, don't you care if we go from rhinos. two subscribers to one or from one to zero. Fuck yourself. You out there killing rhinos and giraffes and tigers and lions and shit like that? Something's fucking seriously wrong with you. Yeah, find a Real different shit, hobby, dude. asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't beat a lot of my side quests in Far Cry 4 or 3 because I didn't want to do any of that. You have to, like, <laughs> make it into, like, a bag or whatever. Kill animals <laughs> Can't do it. We don't. We kill people. Can't do games. it. Yeah. Shut up, PUBG. And Fortnite, <laughs> both of them. Um, oh, uh, let's see. I have another tab. It is called... It's from the website One Perfect Shot. Uh, I started... Uh, it's from, sorry, from film school rejects, but they're like it's like maybe like a category called One Perfect Shot. And I started following him on Twitter because um, of a buddy of mine, JB. Shout out to JB. He's in Canada right now doing his thing. Um, and so One Perfect Shot is great because even if the movie overall sucked, if they ever had like a beautiful – or maybe it wasn't like Oscar worthy or but like the cinematography was at least there sort of or at least for a single shot – they they capture that still and it's just like you you start to think about the film differently so like yeah just, just different shots like anyways um i'm not going to get too into detail cuz there's so many movies but there's like get out like there's this shot where it's um it's it's his apartment and then you see his camera and then he's with his dog and he's just chilling there and he's Ooh. almost pensive and it's like going to have to going to have to see that yeah oh you got to yeah, yeah you have to send me that no, you, have to, you just you have to just send it to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Put it in the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right, like, yeah, so, one um, perfect shot, really good. Um, there's this other shot uh, from Ex Machina. I haven't even seen the film, but I want to. Me neither. Uh, and I just it, did, like, the an studio is, room. the production company is A24, yeah. right? I don't know. Um, anyways, you know how there's been a lot of, like, those, like, um, like the what the Kanye chart that we did was like the best song, like the tournament style. The thing. tournament style. There was one for like all the films that like A twenty. I think it's A twenty four has made recently, and it was like. Um, it's funny because I was in class yesterday and I saw somebody looking at it like on their phone because we have like a it's like basically like a theater, kind of it's we literally watch films in the class and so it's like theater. So it's, like a we, it's like in a theater, yeah. So it's like it slopes down and so like I saw somebody looking at it. I don't know if it was on their phone or on their like computer screen it was on the computer screen actually yeah because it was so big that i couldn't like not see it even at quick glance and i, I didn't know what it was about and then i i just saw that it said a24 and I, it didn't click in my head and then and then i saw it on twitter and i was like this is meant to be like she probably <laughs> yeah. and so and i looked at it and i was like i guess somebody had filled theirs out and they, they had chosen um i can't remember but a20 x machina was on there and then it kind of 
and then I saw this and I was like, okay, I gotta watch this film. Like this is already two, you know, two pings for me to watch it. And yeah. this is this is a scene where the that. dude's I love, looking at. I love at, when stuff for, when it's like you keep seeing it or something keeps like sparking that where it's like, okay, all right, I got it. I, I gotta I, do I, it now. I, I yeah. hear you, universe. I hear you. I I have to see this. I get it. Yeah, and <laughs> so the shot itself is like super wide angle or super wide um, shot, uh, a silhouette of a person looking out into like some mountains from the deck of their house or of this house, and that they're in the house and it's just like huge glass like wall right um but like the the glass is really skinny and then it has like kind of bars in between so it's kind of like a giant like just wall and then it probably has like sliding doors or something and it's just all glass and so yeah it's pretty cool so that's one perfect shot um they have a bunch of shots that aren't on this article for this tab that i have but they're like just always tweeted out and they're like they're pretty dope some of them are animated some of them are like from actual films like live action um uh, Juno Diaz, I have him up just because I haven't read any of his stuff. Any of his stuff. Uh, an old friend of mine uh, really read a lot of his stuff, and my wife uh, does too a little bit. So like, I, I think it's my turn to, to start reading some of his stuff because he's dope. American Dominican writer, author. Um, what, what genre? Uh, uh, I don't. I mean, kind of like heartbreak stuff. I think. No, no, I don't know. Um, how would I put this? I, I, I had the tab open. I didn't get to it because I have a lot of tabs this time. I'm like okay. reverse Johnny. Like instead of having zero tabs, I actually have a lot of them open. But, but he, he's like a – he's well-known though? Oh, yeah. He, he's got he's got a lot of bestsellers. Um, oh, okay. I do remember him from short stories though. That's one of the short stories that I read in high school. That's really the only thing that I've read by him because I'm like a fan of short stories because they're short. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he has just, just – stuff that I want to that I want to get behind because I mean if my wife is reading it my wife is great and it's got to be good yeah I, I trust my wife I, get you. I trust her um uh Fuji origami bike I was looking it up because I wanted to see how well it is I just bought one I bought it uh, used off of uh, some dude on Facebook and um so yeah it's a folding bike it's Japanese or Japanese company maybe it's made here it's made really, really light too it's pretty light. It's about 25 pounds. Hmm. So it's not like yeah, it's not. the lightest, but it's not bad. I did change out the pedals because one of them broke because it's like all plastic. Like that, I mean, that part is plastic. So I changed them out, took it to the city with me yesterday. Uh, instead of taking the, like I, I took it onto the BART with me and instead of taking from the BART station, the shuttle to school, I rode my bike there. And so, yeah, I just got it. It's a really cool bike. I want to, I'm not going to be like a biker all of a sudden, but like I definitely did kind of, buy into it i wouldn't say necessarily the culture but just like the essentials like i got a helmet of course like water bottle holder because i didn't have one um a phone holder because i don't like i'm going to be writing this a lot in san francisco or in that area so like kind of want to know where i'm going you know so i wanted to have my maps and all that and then i think i got um it already came with like a light in the back uh, and then like a little bell but yeah that's uh, yeah, a helmet, a tool to do to do the actual work on it. It's cool. It, it has a. It looks like it has a high seat, but it, what it is is the frame doesn't have like that crossbar like really close to like where the seat you know where you're at. It's really low so that it, it's minimal when it folds. It's pretty cool. Right. Um. So yeah, that's another tab that I have. It's really it's 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 a nice bike. I got it for like about half of what it goes for. I did get it used, but tr- tires still have a lot of tread on them. Um, Google Maps, just because I... No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. It's just on here because I probably looked something up. <laughs> um, yeah. Isle of Dogs, I really want to watch because it's Wes Anderson, man. Like, and oh, yeah, it's about dogs in Japan. Yeah, like, I'm good. all about it. My that. wife really wants to watch it, too. And then somebody asked me something about apartments. 
and then just to put it in perspective, like there are places that are more expensive than San Francisco, like in Soho, New York. So how do you say Soho? South mm-hmm. of Houston, South yeah, of Houston. So, yeah. uh, $6,000 a month apartment or $5,400, sorry. Probably Jeez. six grand after all everything else. But it's like a four bedroom, four bathroom. And it's like, it's a, it's a whole floor. Like you go up the elevator, iCarly style. Oh, it's and then it's a whole flat or whatever. It's a whole flat, yeah. yeah. It's a whole like, uh, yeah, pretty much. The whole level. The whole level. So that's pretty cool. So I just, I have that open because somebody asked me and I was like, yeah, dude, there's there's places that are more expensive than San Francisco, but it's like, overall, I think San Francisco is yeah, much I more mean, expensive. For square, for square feet. Like, I remember seeing that, like, the square feet for San Francisco is, like, super expensive compared to, compared like, to square other feet places. and, like, so other places. Or, like, I think they compared it to, like, Atlanta. You know where place is really expensive, too? I don't know if it's all of South Korea. I was going to say North Korea. It's <laughs> practically free, right? It's, oh, well, yeah. it's pretty free. Um, uh, no, South Korea, um, I think it's Seoul, like, especially Seoul. Mm-hmm. That's really expensive. Um, my brother-in-law was... Uh, Station deployed. I don't know the correct term, but I think deployed out there for about a year, and um, I think that his like living allowance was like three thousand dollars or more. Like mm-hmm. four, maybe no. It was like it had to be like five, five. I think I don't know. I could be wrong, but it was a lot, and um, yeah. So I was like, wow. Like there's places that are expensive, and I would have never guessed, you know, because yeah. I kind of have to see a little bit of a pattern before I, I, I'm, I, I could have just gone my whole life thinking San Francisco, New York, were really, or like L.A. were really expensive. And then it's like, no, like most major cities have to be right. But like, I don't know. I it's just, just when, like, it likes, when it like skyrockets, when like all of a sudden the, the property value increases like by a, by a huge margin. All right. Those are my. You done so's? Wanna, I think I am. Yeah, more, I think or? I have. Um, what do you got? Chaka Khan. Just I just have it oh, on yeah. here. No, it's just, great. That's Chaka a great Khan, dude. Yeah. Chaka Khan for She's sure. The best man. Through the fire. Her with Conceived Rufus. Through the wire. Love that. Love the first Rufus album with Chaka. Oh, Rufus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you give me the string. Yeah. So that's that's. Uh, I have like the John Mayer Nike IDs on here just because I remember the, that, that was that was a t- that was a good execution of how he did the that. Shoe, the, the shoe, the shoe was really tight. Yeah. The shoe, yeah, the colors were really cool. Reminded me of like the like the kind of like the one twelve colorway. Let me see. I can't, I'm drawing a blank on what they look like right now. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they're like they're like a not Clark Kent, Clark Kent basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're just, they're so. just like some Clark and, it, and it's cool because uh, for for you listeners out there who, who like sneakers and all that. He basically went on Nike ID where you can customize your own shoe, kind of at a premium price, more or less. That's where I've been. I've literally been making Nike ID shoes since yeah. probably like two thousand nine. Yeah, no joke. Like have you I, been? Have you bought any of them? No, I, just, I would just go on too. and make them. You should get a pair too. Well, what he did. Um, then I'm, I'm always just like, oh, then I want to wear them. That's my that's my relationship with shoes now. I was like, oh, if I col- buy them and collect them, I'm just not gonna wear them. Yeah, I just buy stuff that's functional now that I can just well, throw on and not care about. Right. Well, what he did was he he basically made the same pair like a bunch of times. I don't know how many times. If it was like in the less than ten, if it was in the dozens, if it was in the hundreds, I don't know. But he made a bunch of them, and then he waited for um for Nike to like discontinue like a pattern or a color or colorway or, or something right enough to where you can't really like reproduce the shoe or even close and then he just started selling them um and i don't know how much he sold them for if it was like for like a premium above the premium or if it was just like i just want to like share these with the world nike please collab with me you know 
I don't know. So that's what the thing is? That's what that is? That's what he... He basically just Nike ID'd a bunch of them. He just, brilliant. And, like, is reselling them? I don't know if he's reselling them for a lot, but he's selling them, yeah. That's brilliant. Because yeah. they do that a lot. They do, like, oh, we're, we're not offering this set of colors or this set of material for that. So that's a brilliant way to give, give yourself a fucking hyper strike right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or at yeah. least a quick strike. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Pro- probably hyper strike more more so yeah well yeah so you said like less than 10 and then he did a well i don't or, it could have been it could have been in the hundreds or in the dozens yeah, yeah. No, i said he's got money so yeah <laughs> and the, yeah exactly and then uh he made a pickle rick nike Air max 90 recently oh no <laughs> i know man no. He had to do, maybe he's just a big fan of it i mean it's not like it's, he's, a, it's cool it, just, at, at least the joke for okay me at least he isn't somebody who's literally painting rick with like a doom mask because that's just okay. like that's, that that right there. Okay, take it easy. Jay. Yeah, exactly. Friend, whoever whoever's doing that. So, uh, by the way, uh, Jordan has a song that he titled "Doom," all caps, of course. Cause when you spell wh- the man's name, exactly. Well, because why else, right? How else would it be? So yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm done. I am finito. Ooh, teaser, real teaser. Are we right there. No, you time? you can just go. I can I can save my. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right, cool. Because I really want to bring up this first one. There you go. Plus, it's fresh on your mind. So go ahead. So Spike Jones, uh, it, it's a. Article about the new Apple commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fika Twigs? Oh, no, my God. Yeah. What the hell? F- it's F- it's F- only FKA Twigs. She, had, she was like going as Twigs, and then someone gave her like a cease and desist, so she had to change her name to FKA, oh. formerly known as. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know what that was. That's yeah, FKA Twigs. Fuka Twig, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Fika? <laughs> Come on. I, I heard someone say it like that, so I guess that's how you said it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, she, she, oh my God, they killed that. Everything oh, yeah. about Incredible. that commercial. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds I mean, me of the Jamaraquai video, Virtual Insanity, where the like the space oh. is just moving completely the entire time. Oh, and he's damn. just like dancing. That's with all the colors. Yeah, that's, that's why I like it so much. And then it made me like that song too. Oh, the Anderson, the Anderson Park. Park one. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, hold on, this is tight. Also, I found that in an Apple Music playlist too. So I was like, all right, two and two together. Here oh, we go. Yeah. All right, back to you. Yeah, and the article. Back to you. Did you guys see the like behind the scenes? Yeah, no. there's, there's a video. The camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tight. No, I haven't. So now I'm I'm learning yeah, something have, here. I got it. Yeah, because it's it's just Spike right like like Twigs is like right at the camera and then Spike is just yeah. like that, He's just right like there. smiling hella hard, like trying to get the right angle. <laughs> tight. It's so tight. Yeah. Yes, for those of you listening, if if you haven't seen the Apple HomePod commercial, watch that. And it's like after, a short film, right? Because it's like about basically. three no, or four yeah, minutes. It's like a couple minutes. It's yeah. a few minutes long. It's like three or four. And then after you watch that, watch the behind the scenes. Like, because it's crazy. Because in the thing, like the room is literally stretching. And even what's on the wall will, will stretch But with too. colors. And yeah, and the oh, colors stretch beautiful. also. Yeah. And then the thing is, in the documentary, they actually made... The walls do that in real life, so it wasn't even a lot of post production. Yeah, yeah, like same editing, same with the Jamaica you know. one. They, J- they just kind of like filling in the, the stripes, maybe maybe like the the actual like movement, right? Well, no, even they would do it. They would show you. No, that. I mean, you sorry, see not... the colors like expand too. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, ma- it's maybe just like the flowiness of it, right? Like maybe if the actual yeah. room actually moved and there was colors, maybe just like the. Yeah, they probably just smoothed it out. Yeah, exactly. Because it did look a little like. Uh, of course, but it looked good. It didn't yeah, look. No. It didn't look like it was a low. Pro- why would it be a low production? You know, yeah, yeah, why would yeah. it be low budget production? That's why. Like I, I really, honestly, the minute I thought to follow or subscribe to Apple on YouTube, that was the best. Because I used to watch all the shot on iPhone uh, oh, videos and all the songs they put in the videos were just crazy, dude. All the all of their ads. Also, they do. They have a series right now where they have uh, artists who are using the iMac Pro. And it has the actual thing that they produced, the commercial, like the ad they used, the iMac Pro 4 that they produced, and then a behind-the-scenes on how they did it, them working with the computer and their philosophy and, like, idea behind it. 
honestly. They Apple just has like the greatest taste. Shout out Apple. You know what they Shout recently did too? They, re- Apple, they they introduced a new iPad. It's not a pro. You don't have to break the bank. It's not 500, 600 plus right. dollars. And it, it supports the Apple Pencil. Like maybe they should have done that already. I'm glad they're doing it now. They didn't wait too long. If, you know, if if there had to be a wait for it, maybe the just the, the price of the processor or whatever they had to do. Yeah. Um the Apple Pencil is still like what 80 79 or 99 or whatever it is. Yeah. It's still about a third to a fourth of the price of the the uh the the iPad itself, but I'm re- the reason why they did that is so great. Like they want to gear it towards students and creatives, and like yeah, yeah. The they don't education. want you. To and they've the always bank. been the patron of like the schools and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, Delta Delta has like a whole bunch of Macs. My elementary school had a whole bunch of Macs. Yeah. Oh yeah. SS State has like, you know, you can buy the stuff there at like a student price, and then I think they throw in like some kind of like whatever they throw something it's like in bundles yeah like they yeah, bundle yeah. something in for basically for free but then they also teach you how to use it like they're they're like apple support there too oh yeah the one that they're having uh like either this this month or next month where it's not going to be live stream it's like a uh uh they call them like town hall meetings or whatever oh the, at the actual app yeah. at, the, at the actual yeah, apple they 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 oh, yeah. they're not even called apple students. stores those are apple town halls yeah, right apple town halls yeah yeah those are beautiful yeah, those, are See, so, that whole concept, those are so beautiful concept, they're there's and they're huge like perfect execution dude. they yeah. really invest into like you you know in, in a way like like and then the, some of the pins that they have when you just go to the apple store like it'll be like a camera and like i want that dude and then it'll have like the hello like, like i said dude they just they just have good taste and stuff they just know it's not just about they're inspiring we, man yeah they're, it's not just how how can we get your money it's like yeah we also want your money but also we're gonna give you something that's like worth the money too yeah and we're gonna package it in a beautiful way too oh yeah that's other that's other thing is beauty back beauty to and thoughtful design back to spike jones though <laughs> he is my favorite director he directed my favorite rap music video, uh, The Far Side Drop. Oh, and yeah. there's even like a behind the scenes that I seen a long ass time ago. I was like, man, this guy. Because the entire video is in reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they recorded the entire thing in reverse. And then in the behind the scenes, you see that The Far Side, they, uh, all the members, they had to learn their lyrics backwards yeah. to shoot it backwards and then have the song have the song play like how, how it usually plays and then you just see them doing everything backwards and saying it backwards. Yeah, let me it, let me freak the funk. Yeah. Obsolete is the punk that talks more junk than San Francisco. Yeah. A jet propeller ladder. See, that's, that's why like I think me and you for whatever reason just like got along right away. And then I remember seeing you tweet uh, Farside stuff. And yeah. the, for me, the Farside doesn't get enough credit. No, Cuz yeah. like I said, I she said JD remix and um, moment in time. Ooh, moment those, are, those, are, those are those are those are some one. powerful songs, and they're not just it's not just like some random group of rappers or whatever that they're they're the far side is just so unique man no hell yeah all right let's see next next tab virgil abloh louis vuitton what do you guys think of that um yeah no it's it's it, it's great i feel like it's he he deserves it no yeah i do too he, he deserves it I'm uh, I'm, but, just, I'm just waiting for the call to head up off white now. That's all. It's, you know, that's all yeah. <laughs> now that he's not <laughs> going to be doing he's too He's going to do great, you know. But I'm I'm waiting for the off white call. Right? No, absolutely. <laughs> he he deserves it 100. percent It's it's great that he's there, but I feel like it was a marketing strategy from Louis Vuitton. That's just my opinion. I'm not basing it off of anything. Definitely deserves it. He's super talented. He, he is, but I feel like they're doing it because like I mean they're really Louis Vuitton has always been popular. Yeah. But they weren't really part of like. 
Streetwear. Like streetwear and like pop culture. Yeah. And like they collab with Supreme. Yeah. That's what a- I was after Supreme about. doing like a fake Louis Vuitton box logo, which is legendary, of course, um, t- to most. Uh, and um, I feel like they did that because like they have a lot of momentum right now. They vote. They're always going to have a client base for sure. Mm-hmm. But and especially now, like a lot of people who really were were like. Um, because cause at the end of the day, the, some of this stuff is, it's like a poor man's luxury, like Coach and Michael Kors. And, but you get into Louis Vuitton and it's like triple the price, you know? And uh, triple from something that's already expensive compared to like a gas bag, which might be 70 bucks. And you have your Michael Kors, which is like 300 or whatever. And then you have your Louis that's like 1000 for like a certain type of bag, whether it's canvas and then almost double if it's leather, right? Okay. And um, I feel like they're doing that because they they want to reach out to a, a, a basically a client base that they haven't tapped into yet. And what other way, you know, no, Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. When I seen this, I was just like, okay, now I see what they're doing. Cause with the Louis Vuitton Supreme thing. And then that guy had just left. So I was thinking like, what's the next move? And like, for a job, I, I wasn't that surprised. Who was was it Kim Jones? Yeah. Kim Jones. I got and, and like, look, I just look had at... watched their thing where they were talking. They were like interviewing each other, Kim Jones and Virgil Abloh. Look at look at like um, Nike collab with with Kanye to make the Yeezys, and then there's also the Dons right from Louis Vuitton. From Louis Vuitton. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know they're they're kind of going after whatever, whomever's popular, whomever's really turning yeah. heads. Like as and, soon as you said that, I was gonna say like the line from Zoolander where Mugatu is like, oh, that's Hansel, very hot, so hot right now, Hansel. So hot. So it's yeah, like Virgil yeah. Abloh, so hot right now, Virgil Abloh. <laughs> it makes me think about that for sure. Yeah. I couldn't really pinpoint it but yeah absolutely it makes a lot of sense and it's it's like it's like i was already thinking that but i, I didn't really think it yet you know but now it's there and yeah so that, that's my opinion he's super talented super deserves it no yeah yeah absolutely 100 percent. i don't think we have any disagreements here and yeah. I, most people will won't um disagree either i think everybody agrees oh yeah he, he'll do good his work ethic has, has been oh yeah crazy. his hustle for I, sure i was his not hustle. crazy about a lot of his stuff at first but then it kind of grew on me like, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't care for the stripes. I don't care for any of the the stuff where it's just yeah. the arrows. But the yeah, the way arrows. He, I don't like the arrows. The way the he he industrial designs and the way he packages his that, stuff. That that right there. That, oh, that that's that's definitely like, yeah. for me. Except for me not buying it because I won't. Uh, it's too expensive. But yeah. <laughs> plus plus seeing Pyrex Vision that Pyrex Vision video. I mean, I I liked Joy Division, but after hearing how he used Heart and Soul in there, like that heart, I learned to play that bass line on the guitar. That bass line is the hardest, one of the hardest bass lines, dude. You mean like most difficult or the, the no, dopest? No, it's just like hard. Like that shit's fucking tough. Like yeah. I love that shit. You know, like slang, slang tough, hard, you know? I think we're getting our podcast to the length that we want it to. I had to say that because we, we've been kind of like, I don't know if we've talked about it that much, but like Jordan and I have. Shout out Jay Hodge, Jordan. Yeah, our he was feedback like, has brought us to this point. So it's like we have three people. We we need at least a minute. I mean, a minute fifteen, an hour an fifteen. Hour. We need a, yeah. you know, we, we need about that, at least. If not, we can put it into the hour twenties, hour thirties for sure. Yeah, especially right. now since like the last one we had to rush a little bit. This one, it yeah. feels it's like more comfy, especially with that feedback. Like we know what we're doing. Right. Like, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. We know what we're more. doing a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah. We're, we're heading we're, in the right we're direction. Getting there. We're yeah. getting there. It's necessary for our learning. One more tab I did have was a. Uh, Uniqlo, another one, but this time the J.W. Anderson having another collab really? for the spring. Okay, and I, I really like their didn't old one, and I like J.W. Anderson, like their color block stuff, like all the colors they use is really dope. Uh, so I'm probably gonna cop some of this collab. It hasn't dropped yet though. Um, that might be it for me, fellas. All right, is it my turn? 
Oh, well, there, well, hold on. There was one more. Um, this Vice article, and <laughs> I just thought that the heading was kind of funny. It said, if you've met aliens while on DMT, these scientists would like to hear from you. <laughs> but it was funny, though, because yesterday I was just watching a, a video of Joe Rogan talking about DMT, and he talks about it a lot. He's He was a part of, like, a documentary about uh, DMT, and, and, like, he he does it sometimes. Like, um, And for those of you who don't know, DMT uh, is... A chemical in that your body makes naturally. Dimethyltryptamine. But um, say that again. If, say that again. Dimethyltryptamine. There you go. Right. Okay. And if you administer it to yourself, you you get on a trip, like a psychedelic, like crazy trip. Um, wow. Probably more intense than any other thing. It's like that and like ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the way some people theorize about it, DMT is like, because uh, the things you see on there is like while on it is just crazy like and and people just theorize like you, you'll just see neon colored worms like making love or like just what? entities entities around you and that's patterns, crazy man and patterns just like everywhere you look like infinitely just patterns everywhere and then but some people theorize that when you take dmt you are going into another dimension almost like right now we're in like this consciousness yeah. and there's things that are always around us that, that we can't see but with that, like, it opens kind of... Yeah, they say that, like, when you die, it's released, right? It's, like, it's it's the one of the ones that are responsible for dreams and the chemical that's released when you die, right? I'm not sure. I think I remember, because I remember me and my teacher, my, like, senior yearbook advisor, when I was a senior in high school, we were talking about it. And that's what I had mentioned, where I was like, oh, I don't know, because they say whatever is released when you die, so you might just transition to a different dimension. Or you're able to see beyond, like, the... Comp- that's the thing that people theorize about life, too, is, like... We see in 3D or 4D, whatever the hell, but it's like you're you're once you can vibrate at a higher frequency, they say like you see 5D or you're in like the fifth right. dimension, basically. String whatever, theory, you know, stuff like that, shit like that. Yeah, Ain't nothing yeah, new. I don't, this I don't know like totally everything about it, but um, and and if also if you don't know, apparently like it's not really like an unhealthy thing. Doctors administer it to themselves all the time for research. Like that's why. That's why this article, I mean, it says scientists would like to hear from you if you've met aliens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, where where was this from? The article? Yeah. Vice. Oh, okay. Or Motherboard, which is a part of Vice. Yeah. Right, right, right. Vice Media Group. Uh, yeah, Vice is doing it big, man. I like I like the articles. They They're an owner, though, dude. Intriguing shit. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But Spike Jones, uh, he, he made uh, Viceland also, if you didn't know. Shout out Spike Jones. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Again. right. All right, you can go ahead, Justin, passing off, not the torch, the iPhone, because you do tabs. <laughs> passing the iPhone. All right, yeah, so I got, um, I went to Wienerschnitzel, uh, which I don't always do, after uh, the last podcast we did, and um, they were playing nothing but, like, classic reggae, stuff from, like, the 70s, <laughs> 80s, stuff that was, like, like... Real nice. And they were playing that one where it says, you know, I won't let them take my crown. And I was just, like, sitting there just so perplexed. Because it's like, not only do I not go to Burger King, or Wiener Schnitzel, not only do I not go to Wiener Schnitzel a lot, but I would go in this one time and they're just playing nothing but this reggae. And it was just, like, a whole, like, I just felt like, not, what's what's the one where it's not deja vu, but it's just, like, something doesn't feel right about this moment. So I got that. So that was my first tab. Uh, and then I was watching... Uh, Pedals and Effects, one of my favorite YouTube channels on, on YouTube. Uh, I don't know why I said on YouTube because I clearly said one of my favorite YouTube channels. But 
they had a guitarist <laughs> from the Sacramento band Hella, which I love. I love uh, Zach Hill because of Death Grips and all that. But Hella, the guitarist on there, Spencer Same or Sime, how do you pronounce it? He was on there and he was talking about how um, his he doesn't listen to like stuff that he necessarily makes, or he doesn't listen to stuff that's similar to what he produces himself. He listens to like Nirvana and he says like Air and they were talking about Air. So I, I always wanted to go back and listen to Air because uh, they're pretty tight. So I've heard like a couple songs with them, but I was I was going to go back and listen to them. So that's one of my tabs. Another one is we were talking about um, uh, GoldenEye 64 at uh, uh, Mountain Mike's like Friday last two weeks ago. And me and Jojo were just cracking up because of how like when you don't have a gun, you just karate chop. And, like the way like the hand falls. So I just have like a bunch of gifts in my phone or gifts, gifts, just whatever the fuck. Just, I, just have, just, I just have them saved in my phone butter. where it's just James Bond, 007, GoldenEye, just fucking karate chop. Karate chop. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like, and like they don't go down right away. They're just looking at you while you're just like about to karate chop the shit out of them. So I have those saved. That's pretty funny. Speaking of funny quirks from 64 games, have you ever played Duke Nukem? Uh, I don't I don't necessarily remember that. I, my memories of, of 64 games are like GoldenEye, Tarok, fucking Mario or Super Mario 64 whatever with Mario fucking it is Donkey Kong uh, Tony Hawk so sorry about that well Duke Nukem you can like while you're running you can kick like a like a jump kick but then you can also double kick while you're running and like you don't fall <laughs> I don't know I just thought that was like funny cause like you can basically double continue kick. to run kick and then you're still running like you're still going <laughs> forward the yeah. yeah the physics are just not <laughs> yeah. crazy dude. the physics are and he like, doesn't slow down it's just he, no no he just while you're running it's <laughs> like the leg comes up heck of fast it just comes up like that's funny and then that's but a, you can do a double kick like you can do like at the same time or you can do like both legs back back and forth yeah that's not like back and a, forth sorry just forward you can only kick forward you can't kick back but you can well you kind of can you can't kick back. You, you can't. No, I mean, not in the game. No, not like oh, a right. you can't back <laughs> kick. No, I mean, like you, you, you can kind of go like you can alternate the kicks, but like obviously it's uh, not yeah. physically possible because you have to, to kind of like. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but yeah. not not the way that they make it in the game. Like for sure, like because like you just keep running, you don't fall. It's not a drop kick. Yeah, yeah. you're just like yeah. two feet in the air. You're still running. It's like that's why I fucking you're hovering. Powers was always so fun to me. Where like they have the one where they'll kick and the leg will come like all the way. Like, oh, yeah. like flat against your body, and then for the for the kick to kick whoever's behind you, and then it's like then both legs come up. Like, how the fuck are you folded like a launcher like that kicking? That's why, and that's why I thought it was so funny because it went to the running and kicking and the karate chop too. It's like, how does this dude have like the left and the right hand going at the same time? Who's holding the, Who's holding the perspective of the camera or or, or who, what's going on here? Why is the karate chop like that? So this shit was funny. And then I I finally sometimes I, I uh, this is the next tab. I always like, like we were talking about, like if, if you see it a bunch of times and it's like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to check this out. I understand now. So I don't always do that. So it took me a really long time to follow Resident Advisor and Resident Advisor. I remember seeing some of like the coolest stuff from their logo is the tightest thing ever. And they post like some of like the most interesting music ever. And like, I'm really trying to get more into like electronic stuff and the more like avant-garde side of it. Like I was like Eve's tumor is the reason why I, uh, finally decided to follow them and then like i've been listening to like goldie and like effects twin and then like smurfs and like new, new stuff and trying to learn more about old stuff in terms of like this, uh, this logo right here yeah that That's one so tight johnny just pulled it up. it's the tightest logo dude it's because it's so perfect but it's also just super abstract and i love that it, it in itself is a so i got two from them where it's like um uh, this one's 
Selectors 005 Lena Wilkins. And it's like a, a whole set. It's like 18 minutes long. And I was listening to that. And I was listening to the other one where it's uh, it's an article. It's called Machine Love from Resident Advisor of this artist named Borusayad or Borushad. I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't read all of it yet, but she's Romanian. And I listen to some of her stuff and like her stuff's really tight. So I've been trying to get into that. And then also the next tab is like Roy Ayer. So like as soon as I learn new stuff, I go back to what I like really love and it translates. Like I said, I was listening to like Goldie. So Roy Ayers is one of my favorites and his two albums with Ubiquity, uh, Everybody Loves the Sunshine and Lifeline are two of like my favorite albums of all time. And listening to them, there's because they're so funky and the, the 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 women singers on those albums just do this like incredible thing where they like they're like singing, shouting back and forth at each other almost. And it's like the most this Running Away is my one of my favorite songs. Same with uh It Ain't Your Mind, it's your sign. Those are like some of my favorite Roy Ayers songs, but yeah. No, yeah, I watched a while, his tiny desk a while ago. Searching. I had just uh I've only heard like his pop in like the Sunshine song and uh, like one of his more popular songs and then yeah. I seen this article that was like, Oh, albums you should listen to before you die and that Roy Ayers one the Sunshine one was on there. Yeah. I remember checking it out and I was like, Man, I did not know like yeah. This whole thing was just, like, gold. Yeah, and the way he uses... Because he's, like, known for his, like, um, vibraphone playing. That was how he yeah. got the start. And, like, he has he did the coffee soundtrack. Like, I've seen them. My mom have watched Pam Greer Coffee, the movie. And, like, he did the whole thing of that. And I really love those those quotation black exploitation movies of, like, the early 70s, stuff like that. Like, Truck, Truck Turner, uh, Superfly, uh, Shaft, of Superfly. course... Uh, what's another one? Yeah, Coffee, Black Caesar, all the all those the the like black crime movies are pretty tight. I mean, my mom watch them, but yeah, Ayers um, is just incredible, dude. And then he has like some synthesizer on there and some guitar on there by this guy named Head Drayton, Ronnie Drayton, and it's like one of my favorite solos and like those sounds that he gets is so crazy. And I just always try to like play stuff like that. But yeah, Roy Ayers is great, and I love him. Fucking incredible. And I've listened to his. I literally was listening to it last night. He has an album with another artist that I really, really like, Fela Kuti. And the album is called um, Music of... Let me see. It's Music Music of, make you lose control. What is it? Make uh, you lose control. Give me a second here. I'm pulling it up. But anyway, the song is called 2000 Blacks Gotta Be Free. The album is called Music of Many Colors. And it's like most of Fela's stuff where it's two or three songs and... Both of the songs are like almost twenty minutes long, probably. Where because that's what he does. He just goes on like a vamp, and they just keep the rhythm going, and it's just a full experience. And I love that shit. And uh, so yeah, listen to that. Send me that. Send me that right now. Yeah, I got you. And then I was watching. I watch a Reverb Reverb dot com. Another one of my favorite YouTube channels. They they explain a lot of stuff. Like I've been watching their series about uh, how great synth parts were played and how great songs. The last two were uh, Talking Heads. This must be the place. Naive melody, and uh, or whatever naive rhythm, whatever it's called. And then um, the other one was Hall and Oates. Can't go for that. How they how they played that? They're using like some super old synthesizers. It's like a uh, one of them's like a, I think it's it like a Prophet Five Fender Rhodes or something like that. And then this old CR seventy eight uh, drum machine. Crazy stuff, dude. I love learning about stuff like that. I love learning about the technology. So then I was watching this one about the the bassist, the bassist that D'Angelo you uh, has in his band and and uses for a lot of his stuff. Pino Palladino. 
So then I got to this guy, Jose James, and I never got into him before. I don't ever really remember even seeing him, but he has a song where Pino plays bass on it. And he has a song. He Most of his songs sound like D'Angelo stuff, where it's like um, the 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 break, not so much breakbeat drumming, but like the slow drumming, the like classic jazz style kind of, and then him just singing whatever funky stuff over it. And I love that. So I'm listening to that. And then I'm listening to the Blackbirds a lot. The Blackbirds are great. Uh, Donald Byrd, another another great artist that went from making like strict jazz to making this like super funky rhythmical stuff, and that's what the Blackbirds are. The Blackbirds have this have like a couple songs that I really like. Uh, if you're familiar with Mac Dre, "Not My Job," that's that sample that's from the Blackbirds, and then um, they have this one called else? "Rock Creek Park." Not my job. Rock Creek Park is one of my favorite Blackbird songs. "Do It" is one of my favorite songs. Do It Fluid, that's a great song. So that's what I have, the lyrics for that. Then, like I said, I've been listening to Goldie. So I have the Timeless album by Goldie. And Goldie, I actually heard of Through Clothes. Goldie used to run with Stussy. And the movie, um, I think it's like Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels or something like that. That's a good movie. And it's got Goldie in it. And uh, the, he was in, like, James Bond. But he just he's just, like, this super, like, light-skinned dude, light-skinned brother. And he's got like these gold teeth, just bought top and bottom gold. That's reels. tight. Yeah, but he had them like in the in the nineties too. So like you see pictures of him, and he's just got and he's been knighted too. So he's he's a dude with like straight gold teeth, and he's been knighted. <laughs> and he's got this, and he's got all those songs where like it's like super. Makes me think has Slick Rick been knighted because he should. I don't he's know. got a grill too, and he's actually know. British born. And then I've listened to Sun Ra too. Sun Ra is one of my favorites. That ties into another experience I have with music. Going back to the original topic, my uncle showed me Sun Ra, and it's one of my favorite moments of life ever, because the song that he that I was listening to again was actually the first song that he ever showed me was Nuclear War. Nuclear War. It's a motherfucker. Love that song, man. Love that song. And I then all his stuff out. is tight like that. He plus like, again he uses he has some uh, this is like Astro Black and he has a woman who sings on there too and it's like the way they go back and forth is so interesting and beautiful at the same time. But he does a lot of those weird sounds. I love the jazz that's weird. I love the stuff that just sounds like I don't want to say noise, but I love the shit that just sounds like it's from a different planet. And that was Sun Ra's whole thing was he adopt he was like born in like Louisiana incredible composer incredible musician was crazy talented and he was just like well i'm gonna adopt the whole afrofuturism thing which is another theory another um concept and idea that they think like afrofuturism they call it that like earth wind and fire probably funkadelic sun rob people like that are like notable afrofuturists but it's all just the idea of like being connected with the stars and space, which is we are, but it's like from the perspective of ancient times and also the ancients tying in to otherworldly stuff like the pyramids, like, like a lot of Sun Ra's imagery and stuff that he uses for his stuff is completely abstract, but also Egyptian in nature. He himself uh, depicts himself as the God Thoth, the bird. And he has like, like, a, like if you Google Sun Ra, you'll see the one where he has the the super colorful uh, cape garb and all these like different colors where it's like lots of blues and reds and golds. But then he's also wearing like this e- this Egyptian headdress where it's got the rings and the sun in the center. It's like the craziest shit, dude. Like I said, I, discovering Sun Ra was one of the like my favorite moments in my life, and like I'm still discovering him. That's how great he is, Sunny Ra and the orchestra. So I love that shit. This one. 
Uh, yeah, right there. Johnny just uh, pulled it out. So the space, space is the place has one, but then he also wears a lot of Egyptian stuff. That was for like the Space is the Place movie, I think. Or the Cosmos movie, I can't remember. Throw some beams on his eyes. Yeah. And then I have the L, his the the record uh, label that he was on for the most part was one of the early black owned record labels. It's called L Saturn. And they are they're, they're just the way just the way they do their stuff. Like they'll have something that looks like a tablet of hieroglyphics and it'll be the L Saturn logo for that for that specific uh release. So I love that shit. I love I love all the tying of stuff into the stars and I love the tying of stuff into ancient wisdoms and modern wisdoms at the same time. And I love that stuff. And I love how Sun Ra translated it all. And the way that everything that he describes, like if you look at Sun Ra's um, names for all his bands and himself, the, the, the fucking names go on, dude. He has a name, a different name for each like outing. Where it's like Sun Ra and his and his Solar Sonic Orchestra, Sun Ra and the the Rocket Nines or something like that, just whatever. But it, it all goes back to like his theory that musicians are God's harmony department. So by playing music and creating art, so like that, you are basically translating the essence of of life and the stars, and you're connecting yourself to God. And that's another thing that that like Jack White believes too is like make, making music and creating things is like how you get close to God. So that shit's really tight to me. No, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I kind of like that idea because when I listen to music is when I feel the most like spiritual. Yeah, and we we really don't know why these things happen at these pleasing frequencies. They just do. We don't know why. We can name elements of songs that we like, and we and, and things, but we can't explain why those sounds trigger us. And that's why I said that's why me I'm drawn to all these weird stuff, and I don't know why. But then I also like standard guitar, and I like simple stuff that sounds kind of plain, I guess. But then it's like. My my whole thing is like I want the more interesting side. I want the more stuff that like ignites some kind of, or sparks some kind of electricity in me where I can't necessarily explain why I like it. So, yeah. And then the next tab is another dude who does stuff like that. Alan Vega. Alan Vega was the like one of the dudes. They call they call Alan Vega and and suicide uh, proto punk, but they're like CBGB era dudes who like. Just went up there and Alan Vega's texturing of his like music is crazy because it's just like him singing in these like weird uh, tones and like patterns kind of and then over like a drum machine on like a constant loop like Suicide Ghostwriter is one of the first ones I ever heard and I heard of it because of a an article from like Henry Rollins in like 2015 or something like that. But Suicide Ghost Rider, it just has this beat where it's just this constant throbbing going, and then there's a little, dun, 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 and then just Alan Vega comes in. Ghost Rider's a motorcycle hero. He's looking so cute, or whatever the hell. And it's just like the fucking spookiest shit. And look at that time. Johnny just pointed to me. Tabs three three three. That's what time it is right now. Three thirty three o'clock. Absolutely. Three thirty three o'clock. But yeah, Alan Vega, man. Alan Vega is great, and I've been listening to his stuff because I got into. I like Moon Duo. They're Moon Duo is a San Francisco group. They're a uh, uh, two piece, and uh, they I uh, I got into them like last year, but they uh, make like psychedelic kind of stuff and like more more along that same lines where it's like the driving rhythm and the constant drone kind of aspect of it. But they, they did a cover of Alan Vega's jukebox baby and the stooges is, um, no fun. So I've been listening to that by moon duo, but then also I got into Vega again. Cause 
I listened to the original Jukebox Baby, and then I'm listening to this one song called like Fireball, Kung Fu Cowboy. They're all like interesting songs where they just they he just plays like a repeating riff over and over again and just sings over it. And it's fucking incredible. Another one is uh, I'm listening to this gospel album by this group from like the late '70s. They're called the Supreme Jubilees. I love them. They're really really funky, and I've listened to actually a lot of gospel like Twinkie Clark. Um, Supreme Jubilees. I forgot the the one guy's name's like past or something. Kanye sampled them before, but the Supreme Jubilees, their album was like re-released because it like never was really actually fully released the first time I think. And so there's like a again like that cult following of them, and there's like a band camp for them that has their stuff. But they're on Apple Music too, and the album's called It'll All Be Over, and it's a great, it's a beautiful album. It's a beautiful album. And I always find myself listening to stuff that like I don't have as much information on it as I'd like. Whereas like listening to bigger stuff, like like listening to P Funk, I can find whatever stuff about P Funk. I can find whatever stuff about Prince. I can find whatever stuff about whatever new artists I'm listening to unless they're like super new or unheard of or whatever like that. But I always find myself into shit like that where it's like, God damn it, why isn't there more info on this? And that's what Supreme Jubilees, you know? And then I was because of because of yesterday or not yesterday Monday, I was listening to the Supreme Jubilees and somehow I ended up it one piece from it reminded me of a song by the Isley Brothers, one of my favorite songs called "The Heat Is On," super super funky song, super like lush, um, funky. Uh, what's the? It's like a I can't I can't think of what it's called right now. It's called like Q bass kind of sound where it's like super lush and wobbly. I, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what the actual thing is called, but listening to that. And somehow I got to YouTube and was listening to this guy play on his like modded three humbucker Stratocaster. He was playing all these like Ernie Isley guitar parts. And like I like Ernie Isley a lot as a guitarist, but now I like have a newfound respect for him after listening to him. So I've listened to Summer Breeze a lot by the Isley Brothers. And that is a great example of Ernie Isley. Because Ernie Isley's a great guitarist. So yeah, and then my last tab here is what I've been using lately is a, a variant or a emulator of Technicolor film processing for the photos that I take. And um, so I got really interested in the film process that they use for it, for the Technicolor strip. So is, I'm looking Is that at, through the app you showed me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the R&I films. R&I films. Yeah, and so they have like a, a modeling process for Technicolor. And um, I really like it because I'm, like, I'm looking at the Technicolor film process right now. And step A is obviously film negative. And then B is like a black and white. B and C are black and whites but adjusted to whatever uh, brightness and like saturation of the darks. And then they do... They run it through, I can't find the, I can't think of what the, it's like a cyan and a magenta, basically. D, step D is a, it runs through a cyan, and then step E is it runs through magenta, and then process F is where you get like, it's like a, almost a true to color, but like there's the whole process where how they, they process the color for it. And like I still don't fully understand how film is processed and all that stuff, and I haven't taken the class or done any of that, and even my original run-ins with film were developed you know by someone else so yeah, like a I'm trying to learn that stuff because yeah. I keep thinking to myself like fuck like I don't want to lean on these digital digital filters because if I can't recreate the results and I really like them then I'm going to be upset and I'm not going to be able to produce the stuff that I want 
And plus, like, like I said, the experimentation. So, but yeah, then Technicolor 2, or Technicolor is just really old. It's like, it's like created in like 1919 or yeah, 1922. Yeah. And they like didn't really even stop using it really until I think like the 90s or something like that. Or something like that. I mean, there's obviously better processing being developed at the same time in between that time frame. But like Technicolor was like one of the earliest ones of like color. And just the way it does the color, I think is really cool. Cause like, I, like where Johnny was talking about, like he wants like a point and shoot kind of in theory. That's how I treat my iPhone as like a point and shoot. But I also want it to look more natural and not so heavy. I'm learning, like I said, about the options earlier. I'm trying to limit my options so I can have a more pure, cleaner, final product and that's what these things do so then then also too it doesn't hurt when you look at something and it's like oh i like the way that filter is well let me go find out why it looks that way or what it's modeled after and learn how to use that in real life whatever that's what i'm thinking right now like i'm looking at this and i'm like yeah that's tight i should get into that in real life and learn how to process film in color yeah, like the actual thing crazy. is trying to imitate yeah yeah because i don't i don't want it to just be like oh yeah it gives this a certain color and that's my style i want to like know why it does that because I like the results, not because I'm trying to like differentiate myself or anything like that, you know. Plus, like I said, it's all just an experiment for me. Whatever I like is what I like for that day. Let's take the photo class together, man. You want me? I was thinking about it. Like I was thinking about signing up, and I do. Ha- I do still have a film camera. It's like a one from Vietnam that my grandpa had. But I mean, there and then there, you know, you could easily get film cameras. They're not like super hard to get your hands on. But yeah, that was one thing that I think I missed too about photography is that I never took any classes for it. I always just like threw myself into it. Buying a digital camera in hindsight was probably like one of the the not so smart things I could have done because I should have just kept going with film. But then also it's like uh, everything is the way it is because it has to be. So my my process could have only been that way. You know, I only could have made the steps that I made and I only could have made the mistakes that I made, you know necessary for my learning so alright is that a tabs a, episode 333 three, three. that's a wrap up that's a that's gonna be a wrap from us um, yeah that's 3-3 three, three, dial 3-3-3 three, 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 three sets of threes for tabs <laughs> <laughs> that's Justin that's Juan Juan yep Converse and I'm Johnny alright that's a that's it's, a wrap it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure cool